Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What's going on, Survivor fans? We are back on this beautiful Wednesday night to talk about the latest episode, Episode 2, Season 39, Survivor Island of the Island. Idols, YOLO, let's play. Nora and John are early targets. Kelly heads to Island of the Idols. A close immunity challenge sends Vokai to Tribal, where the nerds target the cool kids. We've got an MVP segment. We've got our top three. We've got news and gossip. We've got a lot. Don't move a muscle. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz hey. begin. What's going on, Survivor fans? We are back on this amazing Wednesday night to talk about our favorite night, Survivor, Survivor Night. Wednesdays. Survivor Wednesdays. I've got a beautiful panelist right over here. Her name is Veronica Valencia. Aww, you're so sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. You are beautiful. And I'm very, very happy that you are with us. I'm Un- happy to be here. Unfortunately, Mike is not here. I know all of our fans are going to be very disappointed, <laughs> mostly because we won't have anybody to argue with, Veronica. I can still argue with you. I mean, I'm pretty sure that we can get we, into yeah. it. We will. We will. We will get into it, you guys. Uh, Veronica's also on the live chat, you guys. So we want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your comments on the episode. We've got a lot to talk about like I mentioned mm-hmm. in the intro you know Nora and John were early targets Kelly was sent to Island of the Idols we had a very close immunity challenge but it sent uh, Vokai to Tribal we've got our MVP segment that we're going to talk about later on where Veronica and I pick our MVPs of the episode we want to hear yours plus we've got our top three um, this episode we're going to be doing our uh, who would we pick as an advisor so our top three people that we would pick as an advisor so let us know yours think about it let it sit and marinate for a little while and we want to hear your thoughts at the end of the episode for now Veronica Mm -hmm. I want to hear your overall thoughts on the episode oh there is no night like Survivor Wednesdays I loved tonight's (laughs) episode just there were a couple moments where I'm like people really need to calm the heck down Mm -hmm. it's only day three like last episode like last episode and I think that might be (laughs) a reoccurring thing for me at least but the thing that really stood out to me this episode that I really liked was Island of the Idols Mm. because I'm really starting to like how they're really integrating that theme into this season and I like the challenge that was presented to Kelly I really dug it I was like wow that's actually really smart. That's really good. Yeah, for something being so simple, like you're just listening to people talk, was actually really fascinating to watch how they how they um, interpreted this whole test on Island of the Idols. And I felt like for Kelly, it was like the perfect test because everything that we learned about her background. And we got to learn a little bit more about Kelly. We'll get into it. I really enjoyed this episode too for that reason and because we got to see a little bit more of players building their resume so early and I'm actually very impressed with a lot of these players because clearly they've come to play and Mm -hmm. they're not afraid to target or make big moves early on in the game. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Let's dive in, shall we? So it's night three back at Lyro uh, after Tribal. We see that Vince is mad that his name came up. Not surprising. Everybody's usually mad. Everybody's usually mad, and I understand why you're mad. Although, to be perfectly fair, I found his little blow-up pretty comical. Mm. Just because, I don't know, I felt like he wasn't being... He was probably 
what's the word I'm looking for? Nervous because yes. no one wants to see their name written at tribal. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he was genuinely mad because he did kind of have an idea that his name was being thrown around right. before that tribal even mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. So I found his blow up kind of comical, like, oh, you put my name down. Yeah. But I don't think he was really at all that upset. Well, did you find Aaron's blow up to oh be comical? Gosh. Now it wasn't so much a blow up in front of everybody, but he definitely was heated that he was on the wrong side of the vote and that people didn't talk to him about the vote. Again, I understand. No one wants to be on the wrong side of the vote. No one wants to be left out of a vote. But dude, yeah. it's I literally turned to you, Tim, and I'm like, it's day three. He was completely blowing up. I don't trust anyone anymore. I can't work with anyone. And it's like, dude, it's day three. You're going to have to work with someone if you want to continue on in this game. And it's just, it's too early to be making yourself someone no one wants to work with. Right. It's funny because I turned to you and I said, dude, have you ever watched this show? Yeah. Like Somebody is going to be voted out. And sometimes, most of the time, somebody is going to be on the wrong side of the vote. Mm-hmm. So he really just needs to get his button gear and realize that this is Survivor. This is a game people have come to play. What I liked about this moment is that Missy takes him aside and tries to calm him down, tries to talk to him. And I really like that about Missy because we talk about closing doors all the time. Time. Uh, we see it on Vokai. Vokai did it with uh, John, uh, Jason and Nora. They were like, they're just on the bottom. We're not really going to talk to them until, obviously, we saw what happened. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, they could have easily said, you know what? Since Aaron was on the bottom of this vote or he was on the wrong side of this vote, we could just easily keep him on the bottom and vote him yeah. out next. Mm-hmm. And that's not what Missy wanted. Missy was like, you know what? I'm going to open this door and I'm going to talk to him. I mean, I have a feeling Aaron might just blow his own game up. Yeah. But it, we'll see. It kind of looks like that's where it's headed. And I actually want to ask you a question, Tim, since you kind of brought up that mm-hmm. our contestants are building their resumes. I just want to give a shout out to Just Sheldon, who, and you know, shout out to everyone in the chat. Welcome all of our tri-mates. Uh, shout out Thomas McGee, Sheena123, Mir Domains, Rihanna B., Amy Wee, Amy Wee, Joseph Boza, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, but specifically, Jess Sheldon is saying it was too early for a big move for me. And I want to get your opinion on this idea mm-hmm. of big moves too soon. Because for me personally, I agree. I think in the first couple episodes, it's kind of hard to say I got to make a big move now. Because first of all, you don't really know anybody's gameplay. Mm-hmm. You don't really know everybody's social play. And... If it's a big move and that person's gone and you make it to the merge, I feel like that move is kind of unnecessary. Like, it doesn't matter because it's like, who's that person? What move did you make? Like, it doesn't carry as much weight. Very true. I disagree with that. I feel like it is never too early to make a big move. And here's why. I feel like it does vary in certain circumstances. I feel like the circumstance in tonight's episode where they targeted somebody who had most of the power, who had people in the palm of her hands that was very telling on the kind of game that she was going to play and she would have been nervous. Veronica, how many times have we sat here and said, (laughs) why didn't you get this person out early? Why is this person still here? Why didn't you take them out when you had the opportunity? And I feel like they did that with Molly. I mean, kudos to her for playing a very strong game three days in. But at the same time, Everything clearly in this in this season, everything makes you a target. And unfortunately for Molly, I mean, that's just something that made her a target. And I just feel like it was the right move. Um, but I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. But that was a really good question, Just Sheldon. I really enjoyed that question. So let's get to it. Day four, Vokai, Nora, like I said, was targeted early just because she's rubbing people the wrong way. People are saying that she's annoying, that she's a grade A personality. You know, she's complaining about everyone and everything, especially about Molly. What did you think about it? 
I kind of agree. I think Nora, well, the thing about Nora was that she is, it seemed like she had a very controlling personality and liked things to kind of be the way she liked them. You know, she was making all of these suggestions. Oh, if you go out to get water, you know, bring back coconuts, like kind of always be thinking about the tribe and like what more you can do. I feel like that was her whole thing. But in terms of Molly, it was kind of hard for me to figure that out because in this episode specifically, and I'm sure we'll get into it, they they clearly were like, Jamal, Jack, and Molly are this tight three alliance. And that obviously proved to be the case, but it was kind of hard to be on Nora's side in the very beginning because the edit just didn't make the those three seem like they were really conspiring. Right. So it was high, hard to get behind her argument of like, oh, they're the popular kids that just want all the cool kids out because it's like, we haven't really seen them work together yet. Yeah. I think what I loved is that Jack, Molly, and Jamal had this... I don't know, delusion that they were playing this really low-key alliance where everybody, everybody else was knew, like, apparently. you guys yeah. are all working together. Like, come on, it's not that much of a surprise. Do you think that Nora saw an early threat in Molly and that's why she felt threatened by her and that's why she was saying things like, you know, she's not helpful, she's not that strong. Like, she was just, you know... Like in high, it's pretty much like high school. Like they said in the episode, yeah. it's pretty much like in high school yeah. when you're threatened by somebody because of their looks, because of whatever it is, you go for like the stuff that's not necessarily true about them. Because I wouldn't sit here and say that Molly's not a strong player. I wouldn't sit here and say that she's not helpful. Do I agree that she was a threat? Yes, but I don't think that it's fair to attack somebody's character in that way. No, I don't think that Nora attacking Molly's character was right because I didn't necessarily agree. Again, maybe just because we weren't seeing that from the edit. But I do think that she was smart in saying Molly was a threat because she was. Molly was in the sweet spot in that she could be pulled into the all-girls alliance or she could be pulled into the guys alliance with maybe some of the other girls like Kelly, for example. Mm -hmm. She was in a very sweet spot, so it makes sense to call her a threat. Yeah, it definitely was. What I liked about this, though, is that... Like I said, Jason and Nora are pretty much on the outs in this tribe. And Jason pulls Nora aside just like she did for him on day one when he, you know, when they were like thinking that Jason had an idol or because he went to look for an idol and Nora pulled him aside and was like, hey, they think that this is up, which I respect. I always yeah. like that in games when people are like, you know what, I'm just going to tell you how it is. And Jason pretty much does that with Nora and she chills out. She's like, okay, I got it. I'm glad that she was open because for a second there, I thought she was going to be one of those players that was like, well, screw them. Like, I don't care what they think and mm -hmm. all that other stuff. What did you think? Did you think she was going to be like that? Or were you like, oh, okay. I think she's someone that, even though she comes off kind of strong, I think she's someone that wanted to build relationships. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, Tim, I completely agree that I respect Nora and that she was going to Jason and telling him what was up. Because that's the surest way on this show to gain someone's trust and to, to get into an alliance. Mm -hmm. Granted, their alliance wasn't strong at all. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it's a good thing to do. And I think that she wanted to come in building relationships she just has a personality that's hard to connect with yeah they set the theme off early in the uh in this episode where you know the underdogs or the nerds of the group will target the cool kids because nora says you know they're like the underdogs they're like the misfits her and jason would you agree with that do you think do they come across as like misfits or underdogs with Nora, I think it's kind of easy to pinpoint just because she does have such a big personality. Mm -hmm. With Jason, it's kind of hard to tell based on his personality, again, because it's still so early on. But just the mere fact that, you know, he was suspected of doing something that he wasn't doing, at least 
from what we can tell. If Mike were, he'd be like, oh, he was definitely finding an idol. This is Survivor. You yeah. you find an idol the minute you step <laughs> onto the beach. That that was my Mike impression. That was great. That was a great Thank Mike you. impression. Uh, Mike, are you here? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back over to Lyra really quick. So day four, they still can't make fire. And... Chelsea comes along, does it right away. Not only does she make fire, but she also finds a hidden immunity dial while collecting firewood. And she wasn't really even looking for it that hard. She was kind of like, obviously a smart player would look around and observe their surroundings while they're collecting things. But she finds it pretty easily. Were you impressed? I was impressed because how cool is that to just kind of find it when you're not really looking? And then I feel that makes you even less suspicious from your tribe. But I also just kind of like that she stumbled up uh, in finding it by getting firewood. Because I always thought to myself, oh, why can't the survivors go out with these excuses and maybe they're not as suspected of going out to find an idol? Getting firewood, getting water, going to the bathroom, but maybe a camera crew wouldn't follow you if that's what you were doing. Right. Uh, but I always kind of thought that, you know, like saying that you're doing something to maybe have them suspect you less. But I guess in Survivor... Paranormal's high. They're going to suspect you regardless. Yeah, no matter what you're doing. You could be taking a poop in the middle of the woods yeah. for 10 minutes and they'd be like, you have an idol. You have an <laughs> idol. I hope you did your business well. Um, <laughs> Michael B. in the chat is saying something that I literally, the thought I had in my head, in all caps, he's saying, where was Elizabeth making the fire? Which is true. She learned fire at That's Island right. of the Idols. So That's why right. wasn't she the one to make the fire? She had the extra uh, the extra assistance. Yeah. Clearly she didn't learn anything. Yeah. She didn't learn anything on Island of the Idols. Nah. She was like, you know what? I don't know what I did. So there you go. Or maybe she's trying to downplay it. And Because remember, she said that there was no game. There was three urns. The same thing that Kelly said in this episode, which we're going to get to in a second. But maybe she's trying to downplay that she didn't really learn how to make fire. At the same time, it's fire. You could easily just say, oh my gosh, luck, fire. Yeah. Whoa. Or, hey, I watched previous seasons. I observed and I know how to do it now. Or if Mike was here, I practiced before I got on the show. <laughs> For five hours. <laughs> We're going to really make fun of Mike tonight. It's going to be fun, you guys. Um, so let's get back to Vokai really quick. So Nora is back on pretty much everybody's good side. She's leading meditation. Everybody seems to be in a good mood. Everybody's on board. And we see a boat approaching and there's a message. And this is where Kelly gets chosen to go to the Island of the Idols because of Elizabeth in the previous episode where she got to pick somebody at random. And so Kelly goes to Island of the Idols. Rob and Sandra pop out. I stopped calling him Boston Rob. Is anybody surprised? And Kelly is nervous. What? He's Boston Rob to me. I know he is Boston. He's Boston Rob to me too, but I, keep, I, don't, I feel bad calling him Boston Rob and Sandra just I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, okay. Um, so... Pretty much, Rob and Sandra start telling her uh, all of this stuff. They start asking her all of these questions. And Kelly, from the get, was very, very paranoid about, there's a test. There's a test. That's all she really was thinking about. And, surprise, surprise, the actual test started as soon as she got to Island of the Idols. And that's by listening to what people around her are telling her. And the test is, you know, forming relationships based on listening. Did you like this test? I loved this mm -hmm. test. At first, I did find it very comical, and I was laughing about it and almost kind of making fun of it because it did seem very overwhelming because the edit just made it sound like they were bombarding her with questions. Yeah. Oh, are you at the top of your alliance? How's your tribe? How old are you? What's your boyfriend's name? Do you have any pets? Where'd you go to school? Like, a lot of those questions, mm -hmm. especially from people who are highly regarded in this show, can be overwhelming. So I completely get where she was coming from, but I loved this challenge, and I think it's just 
one of the main reasons I loved it was just because I think, it, like I said, it's really showing you what is m- the purpose of Island of the Idols. Because in the beginning, I didn't know how they would k- keep this going episode yeah. after episode. Mm-hmm. No, it was a great it was a great idea. And like I said, Kelly went to Harvard, she's in Warden, she's an MBA student. Like this was made for her if she was only paying attention because what happens is she has to get five questions. She has get she gets five questions, she has to get four of them right. This is the first part. And she doubts herself. She's like, you know, I really wasn't paying that much attention. She doesn't have a very good memory, she states. And so Rob sweetens the deal by telling her that she wants to get three questions right and the idol is not just used for the next two eliminations or the next two tribals but for the next three tribals would you have played i was playing you were playing and I she actually playing. did really well you guys she, she would you would have won i was very disappointed in myself because i couldn't remember sandra's dog's name and i love dogs that's only that's okay there's only the third question though yeah so you would have two so, other so questions would have got two but i would have lost and i would have lost my vote not you know yeah not that it probably would have mattered the way that the vote but anyway but no like i was playing and i think uh, i think i still would have played yeah yeah, no, I think I definitely would have played also. I'm actually a pretty good listener. <laughs> For some reason, tonight, though, maybe it's because I was taking notes, but I totally failed those three questions. Veronica was <laughs> looking at me like, were you paying attention? I was like, I guess I wasn't. I don't know what happened. But Kelly winds up winning. She gets the idol. She starts crying, which is kind of nice. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, get it together. You're in front of Sandra and Rob. Don't be embarrassing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's a normal reaction. She's very happy. I mean, it's an overwhelming feeling of relief when you have something in your pocket that can protect you. So I get yeah. the overwhelming sense of emotion. And then back at camp, Kelly winds up using the same lie that Elizabeth did, which I thought was interesting. I feel like it's just the easiest lie to go with because that has been the case in previous seasons of Survivor. Mm. Like, they on 36 Ghost Island, they went to Ghost Island, and that's exactly what happened. They would hit the urn and hope for a game, and sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. I think it's just the easier lie to tell at this point yeah. because people will be, oh, I get that, I get that, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I actually am curious, and I wonder if you caught on to this too because when Elizabeth went to Island of the Idols and she was being tested, Boston mm-hmm. Rob said, oh, this immunity aisle will protect you for the n- next elimination. When Kelly went, he said this will help you for the next two eliminations. I'm pretty sure Elizabeth was the two eliminations as well. Was it? I think I thought so. she was just one. Because I was mm-hmm. going to say, I wonder if the reward also gets sweeter the further you get into the game. Mm, like, that's... the safer you'll feel if you challenge them. That's interesting. I mean, I might be wrong. I don't know. Guys in the chat let us know. I could have sworn he said for Elizabeth's challenge that it was the next two as well. But then we also didn't get to hear Elizabeth's sweeter deal because she mm-hmm. jumped right at the first opportunity. So, I mean, I I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I think I'm pretty sure though it was it was two immunity. It was two tribals after that. Um but that's, that's a good question. Um, and that would actually be a smart idea, too, mm-hmm. to kind of sweeten the deal the longer that you're in the yeah. game. Uh, just clarification. Thank you so much to everyone in the chat. Cassidy loves 78 and Mirror Domains and Michael B. They're all saying, uh, Elizabeth, it was for two eliminations. Okay, cool. So I'm just wrong. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, there's a lot in the first couple of episodes yeah. of this that we're trying to think of names and what these people do and who's aligning with who. And there's a lot happening. So we can't fault you for that at all. So... Kelly winds up hiding the idol in her hair, which oh, I thought so was really smart. smart. But then she also like like starts crying and letting people go through it or showing people all of her stuff. Do you think it was overkill? Mm. It's see, it's tough to say, and I and I I feel the exact same way about Jason. Once we get into tribal, mm-hmm. 
it's tough to say because from a viewer standpoint, you could be like, oh, that's overkill. Like, you're just trying so hard to make it seem like you don't have an idol regardless if you do or if you don't. But when you're in that game, what else can you do to prove to people that you don't have an idol other than to just completely unload your belongings and really just show them that you don't have anything as much as you can? Right. But I just think it's really funny because we've seen that happen twice in this this one episode yeah. where people have done that. And what's interesting is no matter if you do that, that person could still have an idol on them. Like, for example, Kelly had it in her hair. Which was so smart. I never thought someone would hide it in her hair. It was smart, but at the same time, we've already seen a level of paranoia for all of these contestants. Like, going and, like, just thinking about future seasons, people are going to be sitting there going, oh, well, she showed me her stuff, but it could be in her hair like Kelly did. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. It's like, yeah, you're showing people, you know, in this season, oh, yeah, I don't have any stuff. You might be building trust with people, but in future seasons, nobody's going to fall for it. But right now, it'll work for Kelly. But right now, it'll work for Kelly. You're right. Uh, So, let's talk about this immunity challenge. So not only is it an immunity challenge, but it's also a reward challenge. They have to swim out, release a ladder, use it to get the bag of balls, land the balls in the three targets on the ball puzzle. They're also playing for a reward, which is pretty much a cooking kit and spices. Um, Elizabeth, I felt right from the get, would excel oh, yeah. in this. Yeah, um, Olympic swimmer. Exactly. And I was like, good, a swimming challenge? Oh, she's got this in the bag. Lauren winds up sitting out on uh, Vokai, I believe, and that wasn't really a surprise. I mean, usually in these in these early challenges, people who sit out, you, you can't really tell like if they're going to yeah. be a threat or, I mean, if they're going to be assisted or, you know what I mean, they're going to be of yeah. help or not. So that's not really a big thing. Was Did anything stand out to you in this challenge? Mm. I mean, Elizabeth did take the the quick lead with you know yes, just diving down diving getting down. the ladder. She got that really quick. Um, what what stood out to me though was that Vokai has pretty much a lot of men because we hear this a lot on Survivor. Men oh, like don't vote out the men. men. You have yeah. to be strong. You have to keep the tribe strong physically. Um, and they couldn't get the ladder up like they twice. twice. What was that about? I don't know. I mean, here's they were. I'm not trying to make excuses necessarily, right. but they were in water. Who knows? They were solidly standing mm-hmm. on the sand or the the base of the ocean or whatever. You know, <laughs> I don't know. But I just I think they were just thinking too quickly. You know, mm-hmm. in those moments, you need to think quickly, but you need to think correctly. And I think they were just like trying so hard to just squeeze everyone together to have it stand up, as opposed to like, okay, here's a formation. Let's do it this way. Yeah. Now at the on the ball puzzle, once again. Lyra was just playing to their strengths. I mean, Elizabeth going down for the ladder, she's an Olympic swimmer. Play to your strengths. Missy is a basketball player. Ball, target, play to your strengths. What surprised me is that Vokai being so far behind, Jamal comes up and lands two targets with the ball right away, pretty much tying them. So it was a very close challenge. This is why you never give up I in know. Survivor. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Probst. Jeff <laughs> Probst. Thank you, Jeff Probst. Yeah, but Jeff Probst does, obviously does throw a lot of shade. Like, this could be a washout. Like, he always says some Jeff shady shade. Stuff. I love the shade. And I'm always like, Jeff, relax. Like, calm down. Because, I mean, obviously he does it for TV. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still really funny to hear. But Lyro winds up pulling it out. They win immunity, the cooking kit, the spices. And Vokai is going to tribal. Now, here's what I like. I don't like Survivor Seasons, and I want to know your thoughts, too, mm-hmm. where a, um, a team or a um, tribe wins immunity challenge after immunity challenge after immunity yes. challenge and yes. sending the same tribe to immunity ta- uh, to tribal council all of the time. It kind of gets predictable and it kind of gets uneven to where, you know, there's like 
10 people versus six people and then they have to do a tribe swap and it's sad and not even that but i think you know as an audience it gets boring because you're not learning anything about the other tribe because Mm -hmm. they're always safe it's like oh we don't need to focus on them we need to focus on the tribe that's going to go to tribal council so that way you can put your theories together but i agree i don't like seasons like that where that constantly happens to one tribe i do kind of like it when they go back and forth uh, I mean, if if one tribe is just bad until a tribal swap, okay, cool. But if it's like they're bad for three challenges and then they swap, that's fine. But I always think back to like Survivor Fiji where it was just the one tribe literally the entire time. Or Palau, they lost and lost and lost and lost and there wasn't even a merge. Yeah. It's just, it becomes boring at that point. Yeah, I know. I completely agree with you. So right off of the bat, right after the immunity challenge, Vokai is already talking about Nora and Jason. Were you surprised by that? No. Yeah, me neither. I was like, that's, that's, I mean, they yeah. usually tend to kind of go with the people in the beginning of the episode. What I wasn't surprised with that about was what happened back at camp. Mm-hmm. So back at camp, Nora's talking to Jack and Jamal and the, the people who are in charge, the cool kids, if you will. And she's like, you know what? I'll do anything that I can to stay here. Pretty much your standard speech for anybody who's on the bottom. I was going to say, what did you think about her argument? I thought she failed. I thought she failed too. At trying to protect herself because she was just like, I don't want to do this back and forth. I just, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'm like, girl, your name is being thrown around. Like, you need to do as much as you can to make sure it's not your name being written down. I agree with you. Here's what my thoughts on Nora in that in that argument was. I felt like she was doing it with the most animosity. Like, she was like, I don't want to do this, but I have to suck up to these people because I don't have any power right now. So that's why I feel like she didn't want to throw any, anybody under the bus. She's like, you know what? I will do whatever you want me to do. Like, she was like, it was like a half-assed thing because it was like, she didn't really want to do it. She didn't really want to mm-hmm. ask for these people's mercy. And it definitely came across clearly because a lot of the yeah. viewers had said that. But it obviously worked because they wind up switching things up. But before we get to that, Molly, Jamal, and Jack pretty much stay, say they're going to split the votes between Nora and Jack. That's what they want to do. Now, here's what surprised me. You mean Nora and Jason. Nora and Jason, thank you. Sorry. I, I will get those two mixed up as well. Always. I'm sure. Um, here's what surprised me. Lauren, Kelly, and Janet, they start talking, and Lauren brings up how Molly has the men in the palm of her hand and maybe they should start voting out Molly. Now, when Molly's name was first brought up, did you think that they would actually go through with it? I think they would because in this far along a survivor, an easy vote is a little too predictable. So I figured they would go with Molly. And And thinking that, I was actually a little disappointed in the beginning because I was like, I kind of like Molly right now. I want to see where her gameplay goes. I can understand why they'd want to vote at Nora. And at least right now, this may change as the game goes on. But right now, I don't think I would miss Nora the next episode. I would probably want to see Molly next episode. I'm curious about her gameplay. So I was slightly disappointed in the beginning. And I was actually also kind of sad for Jason. Mm. Just because, you know, and I've mentioned this a little bit already, is that I think he's an unfair target at least from what we see in the edit, because he wasn't looking for an idol, as far as we know, that it's just like, that's kind of unfair because, you know, you genuinely didn't do something and everyone just already put a target on your back and you're already in like purgatory, as he says. Yeah, I agree with you. So Tommy, who's the fourth grade teacher, him and Kelly are kind of debating on whether whether or not they want to quote-unquote shuffle the deck this (laughs) early in the game. So pretty much what Sheldon was saying in the beginning of the chat, like, is it too early to make 
a big move like this. And the players on the episode, they question the same thing. Do they go with the cool kids or with the nerds, essentially? So we find that out at Tribal Council, which was a very telling Tribal Council because, first of all, everyone gets fired. And I always love when everyone has fired because it's always interesting when... Once again, like I said, back to the immunity, like when a tribe wins. Yeah. Well, for a minute you were saying everyone gets fire, as in like no Devronica, everyone gets fire on their torches. But I thought you meant everyone got fire, as in like, oh, things got spicy at tribal. No, no, no. Like, well, that too. But like, no, everyone (laughs) got fire on their torches, meaning, you know, sometimes we go like to the merge and there are people who still have to put their their torch in the flame to get fire because they hadn't seen a tribal council up until the merge, which I'm always like, you're lucky. Like, Mm -hmm. you didn't have to see any of this or think about this or be stressed about this for this entire time. I always think that's a cool scene is, like, when someone can make it all the way to the merge and Jeff still has to say, if this is the first time you've been to Tribal, get your torch, dip it in the flame or whatever he says. And it's just the one person. Yeah. It is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. But at the same time, I'm like, you're so lucky. So Jason pretty much starts off the Tribal with saying, you know... At the beginning of the season, everybody got along except for him. He was on the outs because paranoia is real. And, you know, this is when Jason stands up and takes his moment to, like, show everybody his stuff and, you know, saying that he doesn't have an idol. And then Molly says something really interesting. She goes, I don't understand why he feels that he's on the outs. Such a liar. This was, okay, I know, and I it's true, I stand by my statement, and like, when they first brought up Molly's name, I would have been slightly disappointed because I was curious about her gameplay. As soon as she said this, I'm like, oh, oh, you're, that's no cool. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Because I'm like, you literally, you, Jamal, and Jack have literally been targeting him or Nora this since day one. It's no secret that right. he's a target, so it's like, why? That was such a bad lie. It was such a bad lie, and I really didn't respect it. I was like no. come like really that's what that's the like don't sit here and try to play the I'm I'm trying to get along with everybody card yeah. when we know that that's not true and then Nora what I liked about this tribal was you know she says you know she's always done her own thing she's always kind of rubbed people the wrong way because she doesn't like to stick in with the crowd she likes to stick out and I respected her saying that. I love these tribals, and I'm glad she wasn't voted out tonight because we always say, you know, the person who votes who gets voted out first, we would have loved to have learned a little bit more about them. Yeah. And in this case, we learned that about Nora, and I really enjoyed that because we always see these people who, like I said, get voted out, and we never learn more about them than two episodes in. Mm-hmm. And I like learning that fact about her. What about what did you? Did that sway you any kind of way for Nora? I I agree. It did make me respect her more, and it made me kind of understand her personality a little bit more. And I think that, you know, having her at Tribal being able to express that about her, Mm -hmm. I think that'll help her moving forward in that she's, you know, trying to learn to adapt to these new situations, adapt to being around so many people, and adapt to different personalities. Yeah, and then this is where Jason calls out Jamal. And, you know, he pretty much says, you know, Jamal's sitting here comfortable because he didn't even bring any, bring any bags tonight. And Jamal pretty much fires back with, you know, this is a slow burn and I'm not playing the same game that you are right now. But then everybody else around him is like, no, I think that we're playing a really fast game. What do you do? You agree with what Lauren said? Do you think that right out of the gate you have to be in fourth gear or is Survivor a slow burn? I think. I'm okay with the first few episodes being a slow burn. I know some people might not agree with that, but I'm okay with that. I think at this point in the Survivor series, everyone is playing in fourth gear the moment they hit hit the beach. And Jamal's statement 
ooh, I'm like, I really have something to say about it, and I'm like torn on two ways. For one thing, it's a true argument, the fact that he is saying, I am playing a different game than you right now, I'm going to have to play the game that you're currently playing, but not yet. It's true. Mm -hmm. It is true for right now, because he's not in consideration. But it was a very arrogant statement that I'm just like... That's rubbing me the wrong way, dude. No, I completely agree with you. It was definitely an arrogant and a cocky statement. And I think he definitely got... What is that saying where you are... It's like a wake-up call for him. This mm-hmm. uh, this tribal was a wake-up call for him and for Jack. And sitting here saying, you know, you can't be too comfortable in this game ever. ever. And after watching this, you could watch one sh- episode of any season and sit there and take away, you should never be too comfortable in Survivor because people are always plotting things that you don't know about. So essentially, Molly gets voted out. Um, Jack and Jamal voted for Jason. Molly voted for Nora. But everybody else voted Mm -hmm. for Molly. So they stuck with the plan of Molly's just too powerful right now. She's got the guys in her hand. And like you said earlier, it was a really good observation. She could have went with the girls' alliance or she could have went with the guys. So I thought Molly was a good vote. I agree. I thought Molly was a smart vote. I don't know if I would classify it as like a big move. Mm -hmm. Just because I I don't know. I, I... I just don't know why maybe I'm not thinking it's like a really huge move right now because alliances are still forming. It's too early. I get it. But I thought it was a very smart move and I'm happy with the outcome. Yeah, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a very good move. I agree with you on that. I definitely think it was a blind side. Molly did not see this coming. Jack and Jamal definitely did not see this coming. Um, were you guys surprised by the the vote for Molly? What's going on in the chat, Veronica? Uh, everyone is pretty much agreeing that like Jamal was too cocky and that you should obviously never be mm-hmm. too cocky in this game. Uh, Aura saying Jamal is my winner pick. I was scared he was going home. Oh, wow. So we got early picks already. We got early picks already. And then we also got Michael B. saying that was so arrogant. Always bring your stuff. Uh Thomas McGee is saying he agrees playing too hard too fast could be a bad thing and then Nathan is also saying Jamal has gotten real cocky so yeah guys just don't you need to be careful with your arrogance there's a difference between confidence and arrogance in this Mm -hmm. game and you really need to know where to draw the line because arrogance can have you sent home real quick yeah I do love the early um, predictions though of who's going to win guys we will be doing our fantasy draft just like we do every season probably when about 16 people are left because we Veronica, Mike and I do want to be left with at least six people Mm -hmm. each Um, so we're going to be doing our fantasy draft when there are about 16 people left probably episode 5 I would say Um, so stay tuned for that look forward to that because I know we are start brainstorming Veronica because you know we always I already have like a few of course you do so do I though (laughs) let's be real (laughs) Uh, so guys that is our review of season 39 episode 2 YOLO let's play Um, I want to get into our MVP segment really quick uh, before we get into our top 3 so our MVP segment guys is where we pretty much pick our MVP player of the episode who we thought was a real standout. So I'm going to read the votes from our little urn. Let's see who we have picked. Let's see. Let's see. Who is the top player? Let's see who is the top player. Somebody, one of us, (laughs) voted for Lauren. Okay. Lauren was the first vote. And then our second vote was for Kelly. Kelly. Okay, Kelly. So there was two votes, two women. Um, who did you vote for, Veronica? I voted for Kelly. Okay. And I think it was just because she was so smart about how she came back from Island of the Idols. Mm-hmm. I think it was so clever p- putting the idol in her hair. Honestly, I would have been afraid it would have fallen out. And she was even Same. saying, like, people were touching her hair. It's yeah. like, how did you not know? But I thought she was so smart. And I think for doing that, I think she's 
a stronger player than maybe people make her out to be. You know, a lot of people or a few people are already saying like, oh, she needs to check her emotions. Mm. But I think it was very smart to use her emotions. Like she wasn't really genuine. Like she was probably emotional, but she wasn't genuinely like, oh my God, it was so hard, guys. Like she was using that skill to like cry on demand to her advantage to really make it seemed like she was safe. Yeah. I thought her entire thing with Island of the Idols this episode was so smart, and she really took it away from me. I, reg- I agree with you. She was smart when she get- went back to camp. She was smart with Island of the Idols. She didn't just jump at the first challenge just like Elizabeth did. She kind of sat there and said, these are my weaknesses. I don't know. She kind of like, you know, did a self-check and a self-evaluation of what she could and couldn't do, and she obviously played smart, really smart this episode. I voted for Lauren only because Lauren... Once again, I respect people who make big moves early on in the game. And Lauren came to play, you guys. I mean, she was literally the only one because everybody on that tribe was sitting pretty with, we're going to vote out Jason and Nora. Until Lauren was like, what about Molly? And I'm always a fan of people who are like, what about this person? And then actually follow through on it. You, It takes a lot for you to go to every oh, yeah. single person on your tribe and convince them, hey, what about Molly? And Lauren did that. I agree. I really respect Lauren's decision to speak up and uh, try and convince people to vote out Molly. And I think she did it in a very appropriate way that it was like, she, she's not, I don't feel like she's going to be the next target. Right. I don't think she put a target on her back mm-hmm. by targeting someone else. And I really liked the comment she made about like, I'm not a sheep that's going to be uh, herded or whatever, yeah. you know, because it's true. You don't want to be someone that's just always floating in the middle and just mm-hmm. kind of being used as a vote and going where the vote is going. You want to be able to find that sweet spot where it's like you can make the decision, but not put a target on your back. And yeah. I think she did that very well. Yeah. And it's a very hard thing to do. So kudos to her. Yeah. Let's get into our top three segment. You guys, we're not going to do this every episode. We're only going to do it for tonight. Um, and then for the finale. So our top three, we decided would be who the top three people we would pick as an advisor since it is Island of the Idols and Boston Rob there I go and Sandra are um, working as advisors to our contestants so Veronica who would you pick as your advisor from all of the seasons it's so hard I I my go-to survivor contestant will always be Ozzy. Mm-hmm. I adore him. She I loves adore, Ozzy. You I guys. love Ozzy really so does. much. I would love to play Survivor with Ozzy. But you know, this is the Island of the Isles is all about having someone mentor you and really being able to help you on your gameplay. And as much as I love Ozzy, I don't know what he could teach me socially because we all know Ozzy has always kind of suffered from a social game. Mm-hmm. That's kind of always been his weakness. So, so there's. An overall player I think that would really benefit me and I would love to play with would be Aubrey. Aubrey. That's a really good choice. I think she is a very well-rounded player Mm -hmm. and I think she has a lot of drive and determination and I think she would help push me through a season of Survivor. So here's the way that I thought about it. So I went and thought about who would push me. I don't want to sit there and pick somebody who I would be friends with on the island or who I would have a lot in common with because I feel like I should pick somebody who, you know, would bring out other characteristics of me. So I was floating around the name of Tony, but I really did not like Tony. Tony mm-hmm. season 28, Kagayan. Everybody knows him. He won. Um, uh. We had the spy shack. He just rubbed me the wrong way. And I- we no, one, I totally agree with you. I, but I'm like, do I want to pick somebody like that? Because I could learn a lot from them. 
But then I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to go with Sarah, who was also in season 28 of Kageyan, also a cop. Um, but she also wound up winning season 34, which was Game Changers, which Ozzy was also on. Ozzy, yep. And what I loved about it is that not only does Sarah play twice, so she had both experiences, but she learned from her mistakes in her first season of Kageyan and then came back with a vengeance. And I feel like I could learn. I thought she had a really good social game. I thought she had a really good um, strategic game. So I think that I would learn a lot from Sarah. Sarah. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Sarah from season 28 and season 34. Everyone in our chat is throwing out some names, so I just want to yes, as please. well. We're seeing Cochran, Russell, Spencer, Aubrey, Ozzy, Tony, Rupert, uh, Sandra, uh, Amanda, a couple of a couple, uh, all I'm good names. All good names. Yeah, all I great do, names, you yeah. guys. Great names. Uh, so I want to get Mike's thoughts on this because I did text him before we started and I asked him who his pick would be and he said Russell Hans. He didn't give me any... Um, I knew it! Yeah, you did know. I knew you it called would it. be Russell. You called it. Uh, he didn't give me any explanation but I mean, Russell was a great player. He was one of those players, kind of like Tony, that could rub you the wrong way. But that's, that makes com- sense for Mike. <laughs> it makes complete sense for Mike but you want to know what? I think Russell's gameplay... Samoa is a whole other different story, but I think in Heroes vs. Villains, he got very lucky in that no one knew his gameplay because they didn't watch it as they were filming Mm -hmm. it. So this guy probably seemed really trustworthy. I think he lucked out with that one. Mm, Okay, Everybody knew him by the time Redemption Island came around. We're like, get this guy out. (laughs) Fair, fair. Uh, Guys, we love that you're letting us know who your top three would be. Um, Also, let us know who your MVP of the episode would be uh, if you had one. I want to get into some news and gossip because that pretty much segues right into that. So for news and gossip, I am going to shoot it over to Veronica. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. So uh, Tim chose Sarah to be his mentor for Game Changers. And speaking about Game Changers and speaking about Russell Hands, (laughs) uh, Russell actually posted a video on YouTube. Unfortunately, we are not going to show the video, but he's basically making a video kind of calling out CBS and saying how certain contestants on Game Changers weren't really shouldn't have really have been there. There's He was calling them legends, you know, pick survivor legends, people that really deserve to come back and play, people who are memorable. Some names that he was throwing around were Coach and his nephew Brandon Hans, which Brandon is definitely memorable, but I don't know if he uh, should come back, uh, not after the way he exited last time. But it, it does... Uh, bring in an interesting question because next season is season 40 which is going to be huge and you know it kind of does raise the question hmm, will next season be a veteran season of quote unquote legends and it also kind of makes sense with Island of the Idols too because they brought back two players who are legendary so I just thought it was a really interesting tie and you could go on YouTube and watch the video yourself Russell is always you know rustling some (laughs) Russell is always rustling some some feathers feathers. yes yes he is and I I mean I can give him props for you know calling out CBS and you know it's freedom of speech everybody has their thoughts and opinions I personally thought the uh, the, um, season of Game Changers was actually a really good one Um, like I said I picked the winner from it I thought she was a really great player Uh, but there was like Michaela there was Aubrey who was your pick there were a lot of really standouts uh, standout players and contestants in Game Changers. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to kind of target anybody for calling them not a Game Changer. I mean, I think that we re- should respect everybody's gameplay. There's so many different types of gameplay. It's really what you prefer at yes, a point. Yes, I know? agree with you. Um, like Veronica said, you guys, if you want to look on the at, look at the video, go to YouTube and check it out. I'm sure you can find it out. Find it on your own. Um, so that is our uh, segments, you guys. That's our news and gossip. We don't have time for predictions, but we will get into that next episode. I think it's too early for predictions anyway. 
It, yeah. 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 Well, we could. We have a lot to predict, guys. We have a lot of episodes left. Veronica, where can our fans find you? Yeah, you can find me, Veronica Valencia, on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. And thank you, everybody, in the chat tonight. The chat was on fire, you guys. I am Timothy Michael. We can find you can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. We will see you guys next Wednesday for C episode three. See you Bye. guys later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 